It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I was just teaching a class this week, one of my advanced Scrum Master classes, and we had a lot of talk, a lot of conversation around bias. And it was really, really interesting to me because I was teaching about coaching stance versus coaching technique. And I was also talking about how bias plays a role. And we're using the example of walk a mile in someone else's shoes so you know what they've experienced. And I said, well, first you have to walk in someone else's shoes, but take your own shoes off first because you shouldn't be walking with bias. And when I brought this up, uh, the conversation sort of turned into, so what are the most common forms of bias? How do I know if they're impacting us? And can you tell us a little about each one? So while this episode is going to be a little bit psychology based, it's also going to be helpful because I'm going to teach you how or why it applies at work. So um, let's start with, uh, let's start at the top here. So I'm going to give you five most common forms of bias. The first one is called affinity bias. So affinity bias means we are gravitated towards or we like people who are more like us. So if I meet someone in, uh, let's just say a woman in her early 60s uh, from somewhere where I'm not from and she works in uh, HR, you know, I don't know that I'd have that same connection to her that I would to other people. Affinity bias is triggered by anything that makes the person seem more like you. So you might not think much of someone from marketing until you find out that this person loves to go fishing just like you do, or uh, background, culture, shared history, hobbies, other preferences. These are all things that can trigger an affinity bias. So at work, sometimes that bias could cloud your judgment or anyone else's. So if it comes down to time for one person getting a raise or a promotion or someone being allowed to go to a training or any other opportunity, sometimes we may gravitate gravitate towards accepting and understanding people who are more like we are. So we just need to be mindful that we're not casting that stone. We need to, and it's human nature to gravitate towards people who are like you. So um, affinity bias basically just means that we gravitate towards those people. And one of the things that we need to practice is trying to break away from that bias. Um, It's not always easy and it's not always perfect, but as long as you recognize, hey, it does exist, that's the first step in trying to get rid of it. Yes, that's the first step in trying to get past it. Okay, let's talk about that second bias. The second bias is called anchor bias. Now, anchor bias is more interesting. So anchor bias... uh, gives the most credence to the first piece of information we receive, uh, which is why people say first impressions are so important, right? So if you're trying to buy a home, a real estate salesperson could use anchor bias to uh, set a high initial price for a home. And uh, all all, all the negotiations beyond that at that point relate back to that existing first price. Um, So it makes the final lower price as a perceived discount a greater value or a greater bargain than what it was originally going to be. So in business, it's even uh, more interesting because I've seen anchor bias used in salary negotiation. Um, if you get through the interview stage and people are starting to talk money, the organization has the upper hand as they usually pitch a number first. But you can also use that to your advantage because if they're talking to you, that means that they want you. So it's one of those things where if you know how to leverage the bias, uh, in this case, it's definitely something that's interesting. But people become anchored on what happens to them first. Let's talk for a moment about actor-observer bias. 
This bias is a form of attribution bias. So it basically means that we judge our behavior differently from the way we judge the behavior of others. We're all guilty of this, right? We attribute our our behavior, <laughs> bad or good, to external causes. Oh, I, this happened to me because, you know, I hit the other car because the weather was wet and the road was slippery. You know, it couldn't be helped. But others' behavior, if they hit me, I don't know what caused it. They're just a bad driver, right? I think you see where I'm going with this. So it's one of those things where if it's you're, you're the person, you're the actor, uh, the bias is that, you know, whatever happened was uh, circumstantial and non-relevant. Where if someone else is the actor and you're just the observer or it's affected you, then, um, you know, it, it can all be blamed and pushed back on them. So at work, you could attribute this to, um, oh, I was late to work today because of terrible traffic outside, um, where others might say, oh, you're just unorganized, you're disorganized, and you didn't leave enough time, you didn't plan ahead, you didn't uh, check ways before you left, or Google Maps, or whatever you use, right? So I think what I'm trying to say is this bias is one that happens all the time, and, and we don't even realize when we're doing it, right? It just happens. Okay, let's talk about the next one. The next one's called authority bias. So authority bias places more importance on, op on the opinions of the hippo, the highest paid person's opinion, the senior management, senior leaders, someone of high status, like a doctor, a lawyer, etc., as opposed to uh, giving everyone an equal, valid, um, you know, balanced opinion. So in the workplace, this could play out in recruitment, where a team member and a manager conduct the interviews, the manager's opinion is considered more accurate, even if it differs from the team members, and the team members are the ones who have to work with this individual, right? So you got to make sure that um, at work, if you're the leader, make sure you listen to your team's view. Pull them in, talk to them about it. You know, don't just jump straight to conclusions and think that everyone thinks that same way. So, um, you know, so I'm going to use that as a bias. So that's a real interesting one, right? So authority bias is a very, very interesting one because I see it happen. But once again, people like to cover it up and say, we don't talk about Bruno, right? Then next you have confirmation bias. That's the last one. Confirmation bias means that if we believe something, we notice information that backs up our opinion and ignore, and we, and we have the ability to ignore any facts that don't support our opinions. <laughs> so everything that we see confirms whether something's true or not. So if you think a friend or colleague is a hard worker, you'll notice it when they're doing extra hard work or staying late, but you won't notice the fact that, um, that had to do with this because, um, you know, they, they may not be, so how should I word this? You won't see that this has to do, um, you won't see that she has to do these extras because she's always talking or doing personal admin work or doing other work that's distracting her. So she has to stretch out her hours to make things work. So you notice the relevant things are the things that are there, but you don't notice the other things. It's almost like, oh, that person's such a good person. I don't notice anything else. And, you know, while we appreciate that, I don't want it to turn into a, oh, my gosh, let's reprogram everything we're doing kind of moment. So one more time just to make sure you got them all. So we had confirmation bias authority bias, actor observer bias. Then we talked about anchor bias and we started off with affinity bias. Each of these are workplace biases. Now I do want to point out that this is not the full list of biases. There's a ton of them, uh, but I strongly encourage you to research bias and coaching stance because I think if we get those down, that's going to help us nail a better agile implementation. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a question, comment, or concern about bias or any other episode, please feel free to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. 
Until next time, do take care.